Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an all-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating, and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. Happy Derby Day, the 145th running of the Kentucky Derby later this afternoon. Enjoy the food and all the drinks at your party. Maybe, just maybe, you can make it a profitable day as well. And that's where Early Odds comes in. Three Derby experts coming your way, and we start in Sin City. He's a horse racing specialist and also a bookmaker Getting pulled in a million different directions this week. He's the assistant race and sports manager at the Rampart Casino out in Las Vegas. His name Dwayne Colucci. If you're a regular Early Odds listener, you've heard his voice a few times. He's on Twitter at NYBookieDwayne. What's going on, Dwayne? How you doing out there, Joe? How's everything going? Uh, everybody here in Chicago getting set for 546 this afternoon. Post time at Churchill Downs getting ready for the run for the roses. Do you have a favorite derby memory when you think back over the years? Uh, I made a real nice score years ago back on a horse named Sea Hero. It was a, a Mac Miller horse, and I, I could have made a lot more on the horse because I remember I had just moved here, and uh, there was a place called the Sport of Kings, and I had their future book. They would book futures, which many of the places used to back then. Now it's hard to find a place that books them. It's usually just the Churchill Paramutual pools, pool one, two, three, and four. And I had the list, and I saw Sea Hero at 200 to 1. Joe, I went up to the window. I went to put 100 bucks on him. He was 100 to 1, the teller told me. So I didn't make that wager, but uh, he paid fabulous to take a race. (laughs) Yeah, in hindsight, I was sick that I didn't make that wager. But uh, I made a nice score on him, I'll tell you the truth. Uh, I was a big fan of Rick Dutro, so I did well with Big Brown as well uh, just more recently. But... Yeah, definitely Sea Hero back in the day was uh, one of my definite good scores. (laughs) For people that aren't usually uh, betting on horse races, this can be a bit overwhelming. You want to get involved, but there's so many different ways to bet, and you have a field with 20 horses. When you start to narrow down your group of horses, where do you start? 
Well, I definitely start at uh, recent history, how the horses are running and training up to the race. You know, you have to watch uh, the prep races. Also, you know, I'm a firm believer uh, in jockeys, trainers. Naturally, Bob Baffert with his amazing streak. In my lifetime, this guy is probably the best trainer up to the Kentucky Derby uh, through a two-year-old and a three-year-old season that I've seen. And, you know, Mr. Baffert is very successful. So I always, especially with this race where he has three legitimate contenders, you have to look at his horses and definitely jockeys. You know, jockeys, there's big money riders out there. You have to pay attention to who is very successful in these grade one type races, which are the highest level of racing in horse racing is a grade one grade two and grade three grade one being the highest so you have some successful jockeys the ortiz brothers javier castellano john velasquez and you know these guys definitely have the will to win a big race like that also i use different handicapping tools joe you know i use the ragazin sheets i'm a firm believer in the sheets i grew up reading them uh when they were sold at a binocular stand uh, at Aqueduct Racetrack and at Belmont. So I'm a student of those sheets and naturally the daily racing form. And, you know, I try to formulate who's leading up to the race and who has the best speed figures, without a doubt. You definitely also want to look at the track condition coming up today. You know, uh, it's supposed to be an off track. We're going to see how the weather plays out. If it really gets to be intensified, the rain, it rained earlier in the week. You have to take these factors into consideration. And also the horse's mom and dad, the breeding. If their mom and dad like the off track, it's, it's a tendency to play to, you know, the horse itself where he will like an off track. So, you know, there's a lot of factors, Joe. People don't understand how intensified horse racing is and how much fun it is to break down. With Dwayne Colucci here on Early Odds, my name Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, The Score, and the Radio.com app. And, Dwayne, you were talking about the lines comparable to some of the lines that you see the weekend of the Super Bowl. There's so many people that just bet this one race. This is the only race they're going to bet all year. What is the biggest mistake that you see by the masses? There's a lot of different mistakes. People don't know how to call their wagers out. (laughs) They really don't understand that the odds, uh, you don't determine the odds until the race is actually sprung. You know, it's paramutual wagering. It isn't a set money line, you know, in the Super Bowl where you got the Rams at plus 140. You just don't get that locked in you have to wait until the race goes off and that's when the odds are determined because all the money is pooled from all the outlets throughout the united states so people think oh uh, well the sheet says 20 to 1 and now he's 10 to 1 how come i didn't get the 20 to 1 so you know there's common mistakes uh, you know also handicapping mistakes i mean you, you just have you know, people pick games their favorite color people that just love certain jockeys so you know mm-hmm. there is no real mistake we're there to guide you uh, at the race and sports book at the rampart. I have a very knowledgeable staff, and they will help each and every uh, one of our guests that are having trouble. Sometimes people get involved also in the exotics, and they don't understand the different terminologies of exactors and trifectas. But we provide sheets, we provide all the entries, and it's just a good old time. And we provide drink tickets, so that eases the flow, Joe. <laughs> there you go. You know. <laughs> <laughs> to keep your customers happy over there at the Rampart Casino. Dwayne, how many horses can win today? Yeah, I've narrowed it down pretty uh, much, Joe. I'm thinking that there's about 
I would say five major contenders and maybe two that are right on the bubble that are definitely, if they run their key race or top-level race, they could definitely win the race. But I'm thinking that there's five major contenders, and, you know, then there's two that are right on the bubble, and then you have the rest that are just fighting for possible show money or fourth place money yeah just trying to trying to hit the board okay let's go over those five contenders which horses do you like well definitely i'll uh, i'll start in no particular order i'll just start on the post position uh, i like improbable uh you know that's one of bob baffert's entries he's ridden by irad ortiz who is currently the top rider in the country uh for wins he's a six to one morning line i like his last race in the arkansas derby uh he chased the probable favorite who scratched Omaha Beach. Just missed. That was a real impressive race. It was over a sloppy track. It produced an amazing Ragazin sheet number. And what he had to do was make a premature move because the race became tasteless. And Omaha Beach, at about the half-mile pole, excelled to the three-quarter pole to take the lead. And improbable, he made the second move. And it was sort of, once you got to the lead at Oakland, it seemed to be a favoring track to the front runner and it probably gave him a great run for his money and Omaha Beach was going to be the favorite and I think uh, probable was right there with him so I like the race he ran uh, the seven horse maximum security Luis Saez Jason Service he is the top trainer in the country percentage wise Jason Service is winning at 30%, Joe. That is an amazing clip for a trainer. I believe he has like 51 winners out of 163 starts, which is just incredible. Maximum Security has done nothing wrong this year. He is a perfect four for four, including the win in the Florida Derby, which was uh, what he seems to do is he'll lull you to sleep. He's going to be on the lead. And I'm finding the race paceless a little, Joe. Once Omaha Beach defected, it took a lot of pressure off this horse, maximum security. And what he was able to do was run a half mile that was not too quick, but then the third quarter splits and the final time were amazing. I mean, so this horse really has some gas. He seems like a push-button horse. And as I said, he's four for four on the year. So I'm definitely thinking maximum security has a great chance. Uh, the next horse is the eight horse that's right next to maximum security in the gate. Tacitus, he's done very little wrong. Two for two on the season, including the Tampa Bay Derby and the Wood Memorial. And he had a perfect trip in the wood. And the last horse that comes uh, from the Wood Memorial that won and won the Kentucky Derby, it's been a long time. It's Fusaichi Pegasus. Has to overcome a lot. He's perfectly trained by Bill Mott, who's one of the top trainers in the world, Hall of Famer, and uh, he's been working up to the race fabulous. So he's definitely a horse to watch. You get Jose Ortiz, who's Irad Ortiz's brother. He won the Eclipse, I believe, two years ago. Irad won it this past year. So these guys have been dominating racing for a couple of years now, these brothers, and they're very tough, without a doubt. He definitely knows how to ride, and that's a plus as well. So... There's, uh, what do we have, three. Okay, now they're the fourth horse. Definitely I'm looking at game winner. He was the two-year-old champion. He's another one of Bob Baffert's horses. And last start was beaten by his entry mate, Roadster, who is the uh, fifth horse that I will speak of. He's another Bob Baffert horse. 
and I keep singing mm-hmm. the same tune. I mean, he has three entries. He's got the two-year-old champion and game winner right here. Game winner is ridden by Joel Rosario, big money rider, hitting at about a 24% clip this year. And interesting about game winner, in the Santa Anita Derby, he ran much further than Roadster. He was parked out on several turns, Joe. He had a very rough trip, and they pressed each other. And right at the end, a game winner was beaten by Roadster. But let's take note that on the Ragazine Sheets, despite Roadster's victory in this race, the Santa Anita Derby, game winner got a uh, speed figure two points less, meaning that game winner actually was gauged as the faster horse. And probably if he didn't have all that trouble, he would have won the race. You get the two-year-old champion. He won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile as a two-year-old. He is 0 for 2 this season, but, I mean, he has lost by less than a length. And he lost to Omaha Beach by a nose, who I said would have been the favorite if he didn't scratch. And he lost to his entry mate, Roadster. And now we'll talk about Roadster, who definitely is the fifth contender I would look at. He gets the services of a new rider, Laurent Giroux. About Roadster, he's probably going to be my fifth selection because, you know, I think everything's set up for him perfect last race, as I just said, Joe. You know, the the Santa Anita Derby was a speed duel there. Game winner was drilling with Instagram. He was able to put him away. But he, he had run such a further distance because he was out in the middle of the track most of the race. Roadster was able to pick up the pieces and win. Now, uh, granted, Roadster, you know, is perfect this season. He's two for two, including that Santa Anita Derby win. But if you go back in his racing form uh, at Del Mar, he was beaten by game winner as a favorite. So game winner is definitely capable of beating Roadster. And keep in mind that game winner's Churchill Downs race was the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, and he has already won over the track. So that's why I give him a slight advantage over Roadster. But those are definitely the top five that I have going, Joe. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a great, great race. This year it's ultra-competitive. Whereas last year, when I gave out the trifecta at the seminar, we kind of knew good magic and justified were the top two horses in that derby. Improbable maximum security, Tactus, game winner, and roadster. What about some long shots that could hit the board for people looking at trifectas and superfectas? Oh, yeah, there's definitely some nice uh, long shots out there, without a doubt. Uh, this horse, the two-horse tax, he has a very nice ragas and sheet number, and uh, he comes out of the Wood Memorial. He chased uh, Tacitus. He ran an excellent race. He was on the rail in the stretch, and, you know, it wasn't the greatest part of the track, but he was still able to outfinish all the closers uh, like Heichel and the rest of the field in the Wood Memorial. And, you know, that was off of a slight layoff. He ran well in the Withers. He won the Withers, which is another prep race at Aqueduct Racetrack in New York. He's training beautifully up to the race. You do get Junior Alvarado, who's a top New York rider. He's at 21% on the year. He already has 60 victories under his belt. This horse is at 20 to 1. So, Joe, definitely you could take a look at him. Also, the three horse right next to him, uh, William Brett Calhoun. Fabulous trainer that you guys might be uh, familiar with at Arlington Park and the Chicago circuit. And uh, be my standards. He went from maiden special weight victory at the fairgrounds right into stepping up. And he took out the Louisiana Dirty. And that was a nice uh, speed figure. So, you know, be my standards. He's also at 20 to 1. 
he could definitely get a piece. And the number 13, Code of Honor, John Velasquez, Shug McGay, he, uh, he won the Fountain of Youth, and then he was beaten by maximum security in somewhat of a paceless race, as I discussed with you. So, you know, Code of Honor, he's a closer. So what he'll need is a little front-running speed to enhance his closing late and his late kick. Uh, John Velasquez is a legend. Some call him the master right now of the college that's surviving out there. He is definitely definitely a bona fide teacher to the younger riders and a combination of him and Chuck McGahee, who is one of the greatest trainers ever. Uh, it's definitely a formidable combination. And this horse ran second in the champagne. Uh, he had a few uh, injuries and setbacks. I believe he scratched uh, on Breeders' Cup Day. He was running in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile against Game Winner and was taking a lot of uh, action, especially in future books. And uh, he was a scratch that day. Came out running in the Mucho Macho Man. He finished fourth. Then he won the Fountain of Youth. Then little bounce and a suspect race of speed in the Florida Derby. So he could definitely bounce in, and he's at 15 to 1. Wow. So there's three nice uh, prices there, Joe. Yeah, there are. All the great information. Dwayne Colucci, so happy you could make time for us. He's a horse racing specialist and also the assistant racing sports manager at the Rampart Casino on Vegas. Dwayne, enjoy today and hope you get some winning tickets as well. Thanks, Joe. And let's definitely cast some tickets today at Churchill Town. An excellent breakdown from Dwayne. On my night show, I caught up with Marco D'Angelo of wagertalk.com, and here's Marco's pick. Yeah, the horse I think that uh, gets the best shot to win this race, and it goes to the post position draw as well. Uh, He drew the five post, and that is improbable. And this is a horse that has five lifetime starts, three wins, two seconds. He raced twice this year both times finishing second, and oh, who did he finish second to in his last race? Well, that happened to be Omaha Beach, and if I liked Omaha Beach as much as I did, and this horse just finished second to him, I think I've got to look at Improbable to be the next logical horse. The other thing that I like with Improbable, as I said, he's a lightly raced horse. Most of these horses only have four or five lifetime starts. Improbable shown some greenness in his races. Even though he's been first or second in every start, he's had a habit where sometimes he'll cock his head around. He's looking around. He's, you know, he's seeing everything. So in their last race, try to get him to focus and not do that because if you're running and you've got your head turned sideways, you're going to lose some of your steam. You're not going to be able to run as fast as you were. They put blinkers on this horse to make him focus. Well, it kind of backfired on him. He got too rambunctious. Uh, they had trouble getting him loaded in the gate. He didn't want to load. He was acting up. Doing that kind of stuff can actually take some of the uh, energy away from the horse before the race starts. And I think that it did take some of it out of him. And he still came on and finished second in that race. They took the blinkers back off for this race, going to race him the way he has. Uh, this is a horse that's been improving his buyer Uh, Speed figures have been getting better. His last race was his highest buyer, which was a 99. There's only a couple horses in the race that have a triple-digit buyer. I think this horse has a license to make a big jump in improvement, and it'll be the second time that um, Irad Ortiz has ridden the horse. He rode him for the first time last time in the Arkansas Derby which is, again, as I said, got his best speed rating. He should do even better now that he's ridden a horse once and learned how the horse reacts during the race. I like that horse. And then there's several long shots that I think have a very good chance 
to light up the tote board with a proper trip. And uh, one of those horses is the 14 horse, win, win, win. This is a horse that in his last race finished second, but he encountered all kinds of road trouble. When he was making his big move in the race, he was coming from behind. He ran up on a wall of horses, and he came up on him so fast, the hole closed, that the jockey literally had to grab the rein so hard the horse threw his head in the air, and he actually looked like he went backwards for a step. It was because he, you know, he stopped him that hard, slamming the brakes. He got the horse settled, got him re-going, and the horse ended up flying to be second. I think with a clean trip, he can get there on Saturday. And another horse that I'll tell your listeners about, number 13, Code of Honor. This is a horse that raced in the Florida Derby. Maximum Security won that race that day. I happened to be in Florida for that race. Maximum Security stole that race. They went such slow fractions at the beginning of the race, the first half. Nobody challenged Maximum Security, and he was basically able to steal it with the fractions that he had. Horses from behind had no shot of making up ground because he went so slow the first half, he was going to come home so fast in the second half, they couldn't make up that ground. But Code of Honor got away 11th in that race and was able to come in and finish third. That was a huge race. If they go honest fractions in the Derby, which because of a 20-horse field, they should get the honest fractions. Code of Honor runs that same type of race that he did in the Florida Derby. He will hit the ticket in the Kentucky Derby. That's Marco D'Angelo, and my guy, the Staggy, checked in on my show last night. He's a Chicagoland turf handicapper. So the first thing I do here is you got to understand the winning trip of the Derby. It's all about if you can get a perfect trip. If you look back in 2014, you had California Chrome, who was sitting right off the lead. Same thing with American Pharaoh, Nyquist, Always Dreaming, and then last year's Justify. If you could sit right off the speed about one or two lengths and take that lead around the turn and take the lead at the top of the stretch, it's really hard to make up ground, especially on the track that's favoring a lot of speed. The horse I'm looking for to have that trip is probably the seven maximum security. The first thing I noticed about this horse is he was in for a maining claimer for $16,000. A lot of these horses in this race are going for 500000 plus as their breeding costs. I mean, this horse was in for a claiming race as a maiden when his first race, and he won by nine lengths. And then from there on, a lot of people kind of underestimated this horse. And to be honest, if you watch his last race at the Florida Derby, I mean, he won by three lengths, and he still had a lot left in the tank. But I can also see why there's a lot of maybe some negatives on the horse because he is still a young horse. He only had four races, and he looked very green in the Florida Derby and still won by three. I use that as a positive. I think he has a lot more to run and a lot more to grow in this race, especially if he's going to get the perfect trip right behind the speed and then take the lead at the top of the stretch. Okay, so let's talk about how you're going to bet this. You say maximum security is going to win game winners up there. So are you going to key maximum security and game winner and some trifectas and some superfectas? What are you going to do? The first thing I'm going to do probably is I'm going to ladder wager it. So I'm going to bet the 750 to win and then 100 to place and then 200 to show. If you look at the last year's Justify, and he was the favorite, it paid $7 to win and 480 to place and 460 to show. And if I'm going to get better prices at those, I'd rather, if, if just in case the seven does get caught and finishes second, I'm still going to make a good profit out of this race. What I'm going to do also with the seven, 
I see the nine as a big chance in here at a big odds of 30 to one. If you look back in his past performances, his two races at Churchill Downs, which is supposed to port, by the way, his last race at Churchill in the flop, he finished second and neck, closing from out of the clouds. And so there's some speed in this race, especially if they're going to go nuts early on the lead. This nine could pick up some horses that are going to be tiring late at a big price. So that's my big long shot that I will be concluding underneath with also the 14 win-win-win. I think it's another one that can definitely be closing with the nine. It's all about the trip, though, with these closers. That's why I like the trip right outside the speed, and they're in the clear, and there's no trouble. It's really going to be, from out of the clouds, it's going to be a lot of luck involved. There it is, all the info that you need from the staggy Marco D'Angelo and, of course, Dwayne Colucci. Let me know how you're going to bet the Derby on Twitter, at Joe0670. That's at Joe0670. Subscribe to the Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski podcast over on 670thescore.com. Inside the Clubhouse is next on The Score and the Radio.com app. Best of luck, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.